Welcome to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. Well, after being with you for many great years on the air with WYPR, we're embarking on a new journey as a weekly podcast. We invite you to join us and experience our show in a fresh, new, and exciting way. So what do Morgan Freeman, Jane Fonda, and Martin Sheen all have in common? Give up? Well, obviously, they're all famous actors, but notably, they're all over 80 years old, yet still actively working. I mean, look at Clint Eastwood. At 92, he's not only starring, but directing the new movie Cry Macho. And there are a host of younger actors, relatively speaking, in their 70s who are still working, too. Collectively, they represent a growing trend of people who are working into older age and dispelling long-standing notions about aging and retirement. Well, I'm your host, Al Waller, and joining me is Catherine Collinson, founding president and CEO of Nonprofit Transamerica Institute and its Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. On this episode of Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth, we're going to talk about people's perception of retirement, how it's changed over the years, and what she's calling the new face of retirement. So, Catherine, you and your team at Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies recently released its 21st annual retirement survey of workers. I mean, well done. That's that's absolutely huge accomplishment. But before we delve into the survey's findings, could you please take us on a brief trip way back down memory lane and, and talk a little bit what it was like in those early days of the survey? Oh my gosh, it was a long time ago. We did our first survey right around the turn of the millennium. And as you may remember, that was a time when the whole world was holding its breath, wondering, would there be a global computer meltdown on Y2K when the clock struck midnight on January 1st? Well, back then we did telephone surveys. So our first survey was a telephone survey on landlines before many people had internet access. We were super excited to be doing the survey because we already knew the retirement landscape was changing and we wanted to better understand the implications. What was happening at the time? 401ks were relatively new and gaining in popularity while traditional pensions were starting to disappear. Baby boomers were on the eve of their 55th birthday a milestone birthday defined in many pension plans as being the early retirement age. Well, Catherine, I mean, listening to that litany of, you know, back then, that really was a long time ago. And, you know, I can vividly remember that Y2K frenzy as I was coordinating hiring of IT professionals with mainframe legacy systems expertise. I mean, the pool of talent was just so limited. You know, we were practically recruiting folks out of uh, retirement communities and paying them about as much for a few months worth of service as they may have made in, you know, their highest two years of earning. Uh, I mean, it was uh, what you might call a real windfall for the retirees. But that said, um, you know, what's retirement like uh, back then compared to, say, now? Again, Al, things have really, really changed. Now, work and retirement are no longer mutually exclusive. And I consider that to be a positive change, especially for people who want or need to continue working. And as I think we're all aware, there's widespread concerns that retirement savings are relatively low among older workers. So for those who are healthy enough to continue working, working later in life can help them bring in extra income, bridge savings gaps, and become more financially prepared when the time comes that they do fully retire. 
So in a nutshell, gone are the days of the mythical gold watch retirement that was ushered in with an office party and punch and cookies, of course, immediately followed by a life of full-time leisure and never having to set your alarm clock again. The days of that myth are gone and looking back makes us wonder for how many people did that myth ever even become a reality? Yeah, I agree with you. So then what does retirement look like for people, uh, for most people these days? Our 21st Annual Retirement Survey of Workers, which you mentioned earlier, found that almost 4 in 10 actually dream, and I'm saying the word dream in quotation marks, of doing some form of paid work in retirement, such as continuing to work in their own field, starting a business, or having an encore career. And of course, they have other retirement dreams like travel and spending time with family and friends. And I'd also like to point out, when we asked about expectations of work, more than half, in fact, 57%, said they planned to continue working at least part-time in retirement. What's also really intriguing, it's not all about the money. When we asked, we found that workers are just as likely to cite what we call healthy aging-related reasons as financial reasons for planning to continue to work. And these healthy aging, reason, uh, healthy aging reasons include things like staying active, keeping our brains alert, enjoying what we do, and very importantly, having a sense of purpose. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And and actually, a a family friend uh, who's, what, now 92 years old and is going strong at that just says, the only thing I can tell you is keep moving. Once you stop, well, that's pretty much it. But going back to, you know, Encore Careers, that's actually reflective of my own story. I retired after a long career as an HR executive and consultant in the corporate world, and I was really ready to call it a day. However, the idea of just passing time on the porch uh, or working on my golf game, such as it is or isn't, was never going to be enough. So I was determined to find something that would give me pleasure, allow me to give back and not take up a lot of my time. In that vein, I returned to my roots in radio for an encore career and was actually fortunate enough to land this gig hosting ClearPath, which has been fantastic. To add to the irony or serendipity, when I was in college, I was actually a DJ for WJHU, the radio station that would later become WIPR in Baltimore, their NPR news uh, station. So in some sense, you'd say, you know, I've really come full circle. So with all that said, Catherine, I've been thinking that it really feels like an oxymoron. I mean, if retirement includes working, is it really retirement? Al, you have struck a nerve. You have no idea. This is a really hot topic among aging experts. And I mean experts in the field of aging, not experts who are aging, or maybe it's a little bit of both. Nevertheless, there are heated conversations about retiring the word retirement, but nobody has yet to come up with anything to replace it. So in my view, retirement is the word that we have. And, you know, it's indelibly ingrained in our collective societal psyche. But it is a really interesting question you pose. If retirement includes working, what is retirement? We've explored that topic in our surveys. And what we found among workers is um, they're viewing retirement as a time of freedom. That's the closest word association. And freedom is a chapter in life where we can live on our own terms, spend our time on what's most important to us, whatever that may be, of course. And we also saw a common theme that in many ways, retirement is either dropping out of or graduating from the rat race. 
of course, financial security also plays an important role. And I certainly buy in on that vision of retirement, but I also know that it doesn't just happen uh, through osmosis, right? It requires some pretty careful planning and preparation and laying out a lot of groundwork. So based on your research findings, what are some things that people can be doing but maybe aren't yet doing to help prepare themselves? That's a terrific question, Al. And for our listeners, I'm going to say a spoiler alert. Uh, The four tips that I'm about to share may sound pretty basic, but the reality is uh, many, in fact, I'm cases most people aren't doing them yet, or at least not doing as much as they could. So I think it's important to highlight them. Tip number one, create a financial plan that factors in short-term goals and a long-term retirement strategy, and of course, a household budget that supports these goals. Once you have a plan in place, stick to it. And you may follow your progress, and you may need to make some adjustments along the way when needed. Second tip, build emergency savings while you're saving for retirement. Interestingly, our survey found that most workers are really good about saving for retirement, but they have relatively little in terms of emergency savings, which they're going to need if they encounter a financial shock or unplanned major expense. The third tip, invest in your own human capital. Now, what exactly does that mean? In short, keep your job skills up to date. One of my observations is that people tend to overlook the importance of their own personal earning power and staying relevant in the marketplace. And the last tip I'll share, tip number four, safeguard your health. If we've learned anything from the pandemic, it's the importance of protecting our health so we can continue doing the things that we love to do, whether that's spending time with family and friends, working in our chosen profession, pursuing hobbies, or maybe volunteering at a local nonprofit. Our health is our wealth. Couldn't agree with you more. This has uh, really been a delightful and important and insightful conversation, Catherine. Now, where can our listeners go to find your recent survey and learn more? You can find our 21st Annual Retirement Survey of Workers and all of our research on our website at transamericainstitute.org. And you can follow us on Twitter at TI Insights and at TCR Studies. With that, you can stay up to date on all of our latest publications and releases. Well, I think we can call it a wrap right here. So thank you for listening to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's Podcast Central and mobile app, wherever you get your podcast, and at transamericainstitute.org. I'm your host, Al Waller. Until the next time, stay safe, be well, keep your eyes on the prize and into the future. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being.